Welcome to the Knight Rider Online Podcast. Fuzzy Dice here. Welcome to the new year and a new Knight Rider. Reboot is almost upon us and things are starting to heat up already. We have a recap of the episode so far, more on the reboot, and some previews of Carr and his battle with Kit. We even know who will be voicing Carr. You'll be pleasantly surprised. We have many more interviews to tell you about, and a special guest will be discussing his favorite episode of the old series. Since the last podcast, we have had three more episodes and a lot going on. When Knight Rider returned on New Year's Eve, the ratings didn't do too well, but it was still NBC's number one show for that night. Not bad for a night where everyone is out partying and not parked in front of the TV. In Night Fever, we see Kit come back only to catch a nasty computer virus. I thought this was as great an episode as Night of the Living Dead, even though before Night Fever aired, some were saying it wasn't going to be all that great. I enjoyed watching this one with everyone in our New Year's Eve party chat that night. There were plenty of twists in this episode. I also liked a lot of the special effects, particularly how they did the virus worm and how it went into Kit. Don't Stop the Night was the first episode of the new year and did better ratings-wise. This is the first of two parts that lead up to the reboot. A villain is sending Michael and Kit on a round of errands in order to save the ambassador, only to find that the things that they collect is for a bomb, meant for them. It has a lot of elements from the original series episode Brother's Keeper. For instance, Kit turbo-boosting into the prison to break out a criminal. Yes, the new Kit did just as awesome a turbo-boost as the original Kit did, at least I thought so. And at the end, there is a bomb in Kit's trunk, one that could take out a large area. Only this time, the show leaves us wondering if Kit and Mike will make it, as they have to stay above 100 miles an hour or the bomb will go off. The villains escape their hideout, leaving Carrie Revai and her FBI team there when another bomb explodes, nearly killing Carrie. And Mike wasn't even able to help. Who's next? We find this out in Day Turns to Night. It turns out that they did get the bomb defused, only to find another bomb was being planted. Luckily, they get that one defused as well. We find Carrie is still alive, but cannot work again due to her severe injuries. The plane took a bad hit while taking off to protect Kit and Michael from the first bomb. Charles Grayman decided to stay on board with the pilot and Hank, the robot who helped him jettison the bomb that was in Kit's trunk, while the other pilot ejected from the plane to safety as did Mike and Sarah within Kit. Charles and the pilot then were presumably killed when the plane was said to have exploded due to damages sustained from the collision with the bridge, as well as climbing to a height well above what it was supposed to be capable of doing. So that leaves just Alex Torres. Well, if you want to be spoiled on how he departs, go look at NBC's Knight Rider website and read about the green screen work they do for Cars scenes. They also have some videos of the scenes. Kit must die. Speaking of the devil, we have some exciting news about Car. Check out our forums and our news page for more video and information. We have the first footage of Carr as revealed by Master Key Films. Also, our field correspondent Sue has toured Master Key Films and got an exclusive look at the making of Carr. Commercials are now being shown with footage of Kit's upcoming battle with Carr, and NBC has some behind-the-scenes green screen footage, which we just mentioned, on their Knight Rider site. Definitely some spoilers in there, so go check that out. 
We've also got a new homepage at Knight Rider Online to sort of welcome Carr. Check it out at knightrideronline.com. If you were still watching after the last episode and saw the upcoming previews for the January 21st episode, you probably heard a very familiar voice. That's right, Peter Cullen is officially reprising his role as Carr. I'm very excited about this because I've been all over the forums mentioning how much I'd love to hear him voice Carr again. Some will remember that he was the voice of the original Carr in the original series episode Trust Doesn't Rust. This is just perfect too because Peter Cullen also voices Optimus Prime, a Transformer robot. Carr is also a Transformer robot in the new Knight Rider. It all works out just right. And by the way, a little bit of trivia. Peter Cullen actually voiced the original Carr in Trust Doesn't Rust about two years before he even started doing the voice for Optimus Prime. TV Guide had a bit about the new Knight Rider in their sci-fi issue last month. The episodes leading up to the reboot is going to be a three-part story arc. We already saw two of the three. The last one being Carr's Return. By the time the reboot actually launches on January 28th, Alex Torres, Charles Grayman, and Carrie Revive will no longer be in the show. We already saw Carrie is out of work and now Charles is killed off. If you were paying close attention, you'll notice that a government conspiracy is being revealed in regards to a chemical weapons that supposedly weren't supposed to have existed. This will lead to a new format for Knight Rider with more closed-ended episodes. Media Week also has more information on the reboot along with an interview with Gary Scott Thompson. Want a tour of the Kit Cave? Okay, so we know you don't know how to get there, but we got you covered. No, Kit isn't coming to get you, sorry. And don't worry, neither is Carr. At least I don't think he is. Anyway, thanks to a new cool Microsoft technology called Photosynth, you can view the entire Kit Cave in virtual 3D space. It works by overlaying hundreds of images together in the 3D space. You will have to download and install software though to see it. And it's only available for PCs, but they do hope to have a Mac version ready in the near future. If you're curious, we have more information about it in our news section at nightrideronline.com news. Our field correspondent Sue has been quite busy with interviews of the cast and crew of Knight Rider on the set and came back with some really great behind the scenes information and spoilers. We have her videos and interviews in our news section. While visiting the set she got to see a SWAT team filming and some cool filming of explosions. She interviewed visual effects set supervisor Eliza Pelham and prop master Steve Whitehead who also worked on 100 episodes of the original Knight Rider. Sue managed to get Justin Bruning to recreate the famous Michael Knight and Kit thumbs up photo with the new Kit. And to top it all off, she was lucky enough to actually get a ride in Kit. Okay, so it was his stunt double. But if you watch the video in our news section, you'll love the sound of this car's engine. This particular car was made to be a bit more powerful than the hero car and has special additions for doing some of the stunts that we all like to see like the 180 degree turns and for tighter stops. While on the set, Sue also got to interview Paul Campbell. Hi, I'm Paul Campbell. We're on the set of Knight Rider. I play Billy Morgan on the show and uh, you've caught me just as I was about to do my Knight Rider calendar shoot. So when my shirt comes off in a second, 
Hold on to your hats. Uh, kidding, my shirt will not be coming off. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, for the record, our show has not been canceled, okay? We are not canceled. In fact, we are rebooting. I think that's the official word. We're rebooting the show. We come back in January bigger and better than ever. And uh, I think the idea was to kind of take the show back to what it, it, more closely to what it originally was. You know, it's more of a core group working behind the scenes. I and mean, then Michael Knight and Kit out in the field saving the day. It's not terrorists of the week anymore. It's not super colliders exploding all the time. Occasionally. But now it's more of the let's help the everyman. Uh, we've got a trimmed down cast. They kept uh, this guy on board, which is great for me. And uh, we're just really excited to be able to have a second go at the show. So I guess a lot of people wonder what it's like to act with a car. Well, here's what happens. Val Kilmer comes to our houses every day before we film. We invite him in, tea, biscuits. He likes biscuits, no butter, or can't believe it's not butter. And we go over the lines. He reads them as kid. Uh, completely kidding. What happens is we have a guy named John Burdell who does an exceptional job of reading. He sits beside the car or sits beside us, reads the voice of Kit very convincingly. And then we act to air like I'm doing right now. Convincing, huh? Uh, one of the questions I get once in a while is, are there any characters um, from the original show that Billy is analogous to? And I'm often told the answer is RC3, but honestly, I say Bonnie. Just putting that out there. Uh, my character deals with the loss of the other characters by standing in the middle of the freeway. Excuse me while I jump under this truck. Ah, I guess. No, I'm kidding. Not until the episode's done, anyway. Um, in the usual way, you know, a lot of a lot of crying in the shower, and uh, I think Billy, truthfully, is a very insular person. He's very contained. Oh no, that's not Billy. Uh, I was thinking of a totally different show. Uh, Billy just cries a lot. It's embarrassing. And by Billy, I mean Paul. The car episode, I think, is going to be. As far as I can tell, just from what I saw of the car episode, is going to be our crowning achievement to date. And uh, hopefully it builds from there with 13 through 17. And uh, if NBC comes to their senses, 22. But um, the car episode is incredible. I think it was by far the most ambitious episode they've tried to shoot so far. I saw some of the preliminary sketches of car. It's awesome. It's, it's going to be um, high action. It's, it's way darker. There's, there's casualties in the episode. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm all over it, so it's bound to be amazing. <laughs> okay, here's another serious one then. Yes. Were, were they able to tie up the loose ends on episode 17, or did they not get enough warning before they found out? That's Very little warning. Um, there weren't a lot of loose ends for episode 17, so as far as tying up loose ends, you know, there weren't any any real outstanding storylines that needed to have a tidy, uh, that needed to be cauterized, so to speak. Um, but they did rewrite the final scene so that the four main cast are all in the same place. I think I'm just standing there smiling and maybe nodding my head. I don't think I have a single line, but I'm just doing a 
Bye for now. I have to tell you, Paul is a fun guy. He also put together a fun video of him trying to pitch a story idea to Gary Scott Thompson, where Paul's character Billy would be the star of the episode. It was basically tongue-in-cheek and really funny. Our very own Michael Pajaro was there, and you could see him in the lunchroom scene. He's the guy that gets up and leaves while Paul is trying to pitch his idea to his co-workers. talk a little bit about the old series, the show that started it all. I'm sure many of us have a favorite episode of the original series. Mine is by far Kit vs. Car. However, there are many other episodes that are quite inspiring to many fans. Longtime Knight Rider fan Dion tells us a bit more about an episode that is very special to him, as well as some comments on the Knight Rider theme and how it's changed. Well, hello out there in podcast land. My name is The Music Man. Uh, that is a nickname I go by due to the fact that I love music. My real name is Dion. I am in Ohio, Kenton, Ohio to be precise, and I am visually impaired or blind. I am legally blind to be precise. I wanted to make this about the older series Knight Rider. Not the new series, but the older series starring David Hasselhoff, Patricia McPherson, uh, William Daniels as the voice of Kit, of course, Peter Cullen as the voice of Carr in season one, um, the late Paul Freeze in season three as the voice of Carr, and of course, Devin Miles, played by Edward Mulher. Um, there are a couple of things I wanted to talk about. First, one of my favorite episodes, I should actually say two of my favorite episodes. One of my favorite episodes is called Blind Spot, and this is about a worker who I believe is from Mexico or Spain or even Cuba, and the gentleman John has some information about these workers. But unfortunately, John, who is from the States, gets shot. And this blind lady hears the shot ring out, and she helps the Foundation try to catch somebody who is very, very dangerous by the name of Louis Gassner. Blind Spot to me was the highlight of my Knight Rider watching days when I caught up with this uh, show again because I remember watching Knight Rider when I was little, but I really couldn't understand the concept. I watched it because it had a cool talking car in it. <laughs> I think we all want a car like Kit, but um, when I saw Blind Spot, it, it brought tears to my eyes. I'll be honest, it brought tears to my eyes. And it was really, really interesting to see that someone could, you know, possibly be visually impaired and or blind and do something like this. And it, it was really neat to see. And to actually see a blind person with a guide dog driving Kit at the end of the show, at the end of that episode, was actually pretty funny to me. Um, I found it very interesting. The next episode I would probably favor is, hmm, let me see. I think the next episode, because there, there were a couple episodes I, I do actually like out of the old series. I like them all, but there's two favorite that I like. And I think the second one that I actually like is episode number 80, The Scent of Roses, which brought back um, Catherine Hickland. And it, it, was, it, it was dramatic. The reason I like this episode, there was a lot of dramatic scenes. Um, obviously, a long time ago, as Michael Long 
You know, Michael Knight as Michael Long. Michael Long gets shot, left for dead. He's resurrected into Michael Knight, which is a Garth Knight lookalike, but he is a good guy. In 80s, The Scent of Roses, um, Michael is shot again, uh, left for dead again. Uh, but this time things are different. Kit is actually there. Kit is trying to help him cope with everything and then of course they bring uh stevie aka katherine hicklin back into the picture um they get married and unfortunately uh stevie is taken from michael's life that's just to sum it all up so i don't bore you with all the details this one i liked because it had happiness it had some sadness and it also had some anger, which David Hasselhoff, I never really heard him portray in any of the Knight Rider episodes. And I know I should say C as well, but my sight isn't that great. So that's why I say here. I've never heard his in his voice any anger um, that was very, very violent. I mean, yes, the episode is about one man, one car and one man making a difference. But um, in this particular episode, he was making a difference for himself. He had to learn that, yes, people are mean in this world. There are people above the law. And sometimes revenge is a dish that's best served cold. You know, what comes around goes around. I mean, no, Michael Knight didn't kill the guy that killed his wife, but he could have had Kit not stopped him. Like I said, I liked this episode very much. It actually, again, it made me cry. It brought tears to my eyes. I think this episode was the high point of all of, you know, his emotions, all of all of Michael's emotions. He'd held it in for so long and this was the breaking point for him and after, you know, his wife was killed, this was this was it. This was all he could take. This was this was his sanity point. The last thing I want to talk about is the theme music. Everybody is so hooked on the new theme music. I don't like it. Um do I despise the people for recording it? No, absolutely not. I mean, this isn't, you know, Knight Rider this year is supposed to be a new show. It's it's a new concept. Um, I can't wait for the reboot. Of course, I have been keeping up with the new episodes. Um, but I don't like the theme music. I don't like the fact that it sounds rock. It, it's, it's more of a rock style. And in the original 82 to 86 season, um, it was more of a synthesized deal. You know, you had synthesizers, you had drums, you had bass, you had a guitar, and that was that. Yes, you have in the new theme music, you do have a bit of a synthesizer, but you don't have the old style sounding synth like it was back in the 80s. I think the theme music could be redone, in my personal opinion. I think what they could actually do is, you know, take out Richard Basehart's lines, Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist, you know, etc., etc. I think they could take that out. I think they could use just the music side of the theme, and there you go. There's your theme music. I know that that's probably a bit far-fetched, but I don't see why it can't be done. A lot of people in network television history, as far as I know, have recycled music from the 80s and just brought it, you know, updated it a bit. I actually have the Knight Rider soundtrack that I paid off of Amazon for, for about 50 bucks. And, well, it's probably higher now, depending on where you go on Amazon to look for it. But I actually like the way that they did it, because it doesn't sound like, uh, it's, it's the original. It doesn't sound like the original like you heard it on TV. It's updated. Okay, so what I mean by updated is when it, when it starts out, dinner, 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 dinner. Yes, that's still there, but they've added kind of a heavier piano there. They've added a heavier synth there to cover, you know, to to give it some to give it some uh, heavier backbone, if you will. 
The synthesizer has been updated a bit and heavier drums as well. So I think that's that's pretty much it. If you guys wish to contact me, you guys are more than welcome to. I'm sorry that this took a little longer for me to explain, but when you can't see things, it does tend to take a few. So, um, Fuzzy, I am very, very sorry, but if, if you were standing in front of me, I would probably give you a warm hug. And I would like to thank you for doing this, but if you guys want to contact me, you guys are more than welcome to. I use M-I-R-C with speech, Merc with speech. So I'm usually in the Night Rider room there. Messengers, I do have. So if you guys want to contact me through them, you're more than welcome to. My MSN messenger for desktop and laptop, I'm going to give you both because I'm usually on either one or the other. My desktop MSN is the Music Man one at jjhof.com. The laptop uh, MSN address is Dion's d-u-y-a-h-n-s underscore laptop at j-j-h-o-f as in frank.com my yahoo is the music man t-h-e-m-u-s-i-c-m-a-n underscore 2004 that's 2004 my aim address is capital m capital k-n-i-g-h-t capital j-o-n-e-s I know that this is a long recording, and again, I do apologize, but thank you for listening, and happy night ridering, and can anyone tell me where to get a remote control kit and car? Ah, uh, thanks, Dion, and hugs back at you. As far as a remote control kit and car, I'm not sure. I know there's a remote control kit that is out there. Probably your best bet would be looking on eBay, but for a remote control car, I don't think they ever made one of those. But if anybody out there ever finds one, please let us know. I think I'd be interested in one of those as well. For those of you who may be sight impaired, we do have a mobile phone link to our forums. Nightrideronline.com slash M as in Mary, F as in Frank. And for another blast from the past, Sue has interviewed Stu Phillips. He tells us about how he created the theme for Knight Rider and how he worked with Glenn Larson on the episodes. He talks a bit about the rumor that went around about the Knight Rider theme song being inspired by a German song. We get a little inside look at what he does when scoring an episode and also his thoughts on the proposed Knight Rider movie. Check out our news section for her two-part interview, which can be found at knightrideronline.com slash news slash tags slash Stu Phillips. That's all for now. This podcast has been brought to you by knightrideronline.com. Podcast produced by Neil Epstein. Music by the Knight of Finland, Tony Numella. Additional production and music by podcast host Fuzzy Dice. Special thanks to our field correspondent Sue and her trusty car shadow. And we would also like to thank Dion for being our special guest on this podcast. Be sure to watch Knight Rider on NBC Wednesdays at 8, 7 central. Don't forget Car Returns on January 21st. Goodbye everyone and thanks for listening. <laughs>